Are you ready? Are you ready? It's time for high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI and online at WBBI.com. I'm ready. High school basketball is brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Ready? Let's go. Let's go live to high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online at WBBI.com. today's action in high school girls basketball today we have a non-conference matchup the Oakwell Loudon Chieftains taking on the Van Buren Black Knights Hopewell Loudon 5 at 6 on the season Van Buren 5 and 8 this is BBC versus SBC girls basketball in classic it's 96.7 WBVI along with online through WBVI.com and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB Lance Morris alongside Matt Common for today's matchup between Hopewell Loudon and Van Buren and Matt two teams that each have had their own levels of success over the last few years. Van Buren made a district title game last year in D3. Hopewell Loudon, of course, made it to the regionals in D4. But both teams have had their shares of injuries along with some just struggles in general throughout the part this part of the season. What are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing here today? Well, really it boils down to what type of response they have to those adversities. I mean, these are two teams, just to call it as it is, a little bit underwhelming right now this year. Just that a little bit higher expectations for them coming into the season and so far not necessarily living up to those expectations they're not completely missing them it's not a train wreck of a season by any means for either of these programs but they really need here in this back half of the regular season to kind of turn things up a notch to get going get that momentum going into the postseason so for tonight both these teams having adversity both these teams having some injury issues some tougher schedules really curious to see between the two of them how they're going to respond and who's going to come out on top in what should be a pretty evenly matched game tonight. So we're just getting ready for opening tip. The Hopewell Loudon girls team has been introduced to waiting on the Van Buren introductions as they are about to take place. So let's just, uh, as we're getting ready for this one again, Van Buren taking on Hopewell Loudon. Lance Morris, Matt Common with you both. WFOB and WBVI and I mean the one one of the common threads uh, that each team has is they both have played for Astoria and if you're looking at the transitive property uh, method of doing things that would give Van Buren the edge because they beat Fostoria where Hopewell lost to Fostoria. It was, what, double overtime or single? You were there so for that. It was single overtime. Do, do, do not put the curse so, of double well, overtime. Really, I only say that. We've both had different overtime games at Hopewell this year. And so. that we have. So, no, with uh, Hopewell, it was a very good back and forth game. But at the end of the day, the fact of the matter is Fostoria was able to rally a little bit in that matchup and come away on top. Also got an incredible performance from Lurik Johnson. And, frankly, Carly Kaufman got into foul trouble. So she missed a good quarter and a half plus of that game and really dictated that outcome overall. So tonight, between these two teams, I think it's a lot more evenly matched than we may let on, simply due to the fact that I don't foresee that type of foul trouble happening with Carly Kaufman again tonight. 
and she is just incredible from basically anywhere on the floor. I've very few players in the area have the shooting range and capability that she does. Van Buren will win the tip. They'll be attacking the basket to our left from our perched up position here at Van Buren High School. It'll be early out with it in the left corner for the Black Knights. They'll swing it around up top three-pointer. In and out. Won't fall that time from Hudak. Is get a foul call down low. It'll go the other way. That's worth noting for Hope Olad. Very aggressive on the boards this season. They've gotten a ton of help from Laura Cook. In particular, she's really come on strong as a sophomore. Six foot one in the program. She actually really does a good job coming down with the boards time and time again to help this team get a lot of second chance opportunities. Van Buren will come out with a little bit of a press. Hope well out and is able to get it into the half court. Carly Kaufman has it up at the top of the key for Hope Well out and they'll find Anna Daniel with it on the right side. Back up top now, Cindy Brickner with it. Slows things down a little bit for Hopewell Loud. And now over to Coffin. She'll launch the right wing three a little bit off to the left. Rebounded by Van Buren. Other direction. Still 0-0 early goings in this one. Yeah, worth knowing. Pay attention to Anna Daniel defensively. She is very deceptively good on the defensive side. And getting the steal defensively for Hopewell Loudon is going to be Sydney Brickner, who takes it all the way, lays it up and in with the left hand, gives Hopewell the 2-0 lead just a minute in. And that's where Brickner excels. Two steals a game right now. She's really good in transition. When she does try to call her own shot, it usually ends up working very well for them. And Buren now will set things up as Matt and Dan Hartzell embrace in a hug as it will be another foul down inside against Van Buren. Gives it back over again to Hopewell Loudon. 6 for 8 to a first quarter of action. 2-0 lead for Hopewell Loudon. Really can't emphasize enough the fact that Dan Hartzell is one of my like 10 favorite human beings on this planet that I'm not directly related to or know personally. So any opportunity we get to come to Van Buren, I'm going to take it every single time. Well, Loudon and now we'll set things up on the offensive side. Anna Daniel with it on the right wing. Fidochi swings it over to Carly Kaufman down short corner for Brickner. She'll launch it up. It's nothing but net that time. Brittany Brickner has all four of the points so far for Hopewell Loudon. Yeah, Sydney Brickner, again, very talented scorer in her own right. More of a facilitator is what this offense kind of directs her to be. But when she gets the opportunity, she can light up the scoreboard. Three-pointer up and good for Jordan Patton. The freshman getting the nod here to start tonight for Van Buren gets them on the board. Thank you for figuring out who number zero was. I was a little worried I didn't know, about that. I didn't know either. That was why I needed to grab the other rosters. We were getting things started. I really appreciate goes, that. Goes to show the injury issues Van Buren's had that they've pulled up some freshmen from their JV side. Is That's going to be another shot up and good again for Sydney Brickner. Extends the Hope will out an advantage, 7-3, 5.45 to go first quarter. If Brickner's feeling her shot right now, this is going to be a big problem for Van Buren because that gives them three scoring options for Hope will out. And I don't know if Van Buren has the type of defense to shut down all three of them tonight. Wilkin tried to get one to go, but unable to as it goes the other direction now for Hopewell Loudon. Final she swings it up top. Carly Kaufman launching the three. That one's off again. Took the rebound to keep it with Hopewell. Second chance up and good. And you got to put a body on the big 6-1 sophomore. That's going to be a little too easy for her. Yeah, she can even do that when they have a body on her. Laura Cook is phenomenal on the glass. That's something that we saw in the Fall Story game. No surprise seeing it happen early tonight. Short corner jump shot from Hudak will be a little too strong. Gives it back over to Hopewell Loudon. Hopewell Loudon leading this one 9-3, just under five minutes left to go here in quarter number one. It'll be Spell Vinyl Cheese with it on the right wing down inside to Cook on the right block. So get double teamed as they'll swing it back up top. High post to Kaufman. 
Brickner with it now on the left wing. She'll look to drive back out now. Daniel with it top of the key. Kaufman will swing it to Bidel. She's and she'll almost lose the handle. She has to go back into the corner to maintain possession. Anna Daniel will launch the three. It's off to the right. Rebound is long. It'll be hauled in by Wilkin of Van Buren the other way. That's the key with Anna Daniel. She presents more as a post player, but she's not afraid to take a three ball. She, she has an open look. She's going to take it. Hudak will launch the three for Van Buren, but that one will go too strong. Hopewell Loudon back the other way. 4.13 to go first quarter. 9-3 advantage for Hopewell Loudon over Van Buren. Be Anna Daniel with it on the right wing for Hopewell Loudon. Swinging over to Brickner, almost stolen away, but will be maintained by the Chieftains. Back over now, Brickner launching another three, this time from the right wing. Won't get that one to drop. Another rebound for Wilkin, and she'll collide down inside with Cook. Looks like Cook will pick up the foul. Now that's the one problem with Cook as a sophomore. Six foot one frame, she's definitely going to be able to throw down in the paint. If she throws down a little too much, though, being six foot one, she's going to get the foul called on her every single time. So Brianna Durlian bringing up the ball for Van Buren, now crossing the timeline with 3.45 to go in the first quarter. Trailing 9-3 is Van Buren. Swinging now over to Easton Weimer. We just checked into the game, and Coach Tabler will take the 30-second timeout again. 3.40 to go, first quarter, 9-3. An advantage for Hopewell Loudon over Van Buren. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFOB and WEVI. And we mentioned it off the top, you know, some of the injury issues that... Uh, each of these teams are having. On the Hopewell Loudon side, Madison Holcomb, I believe, is out with an injury as I do not see her in uh, in her uniform tonight. So don't believe she's available. Olivia Bishop was hurt in the volleyball season. She won't be able to play all season for Hopewell Loudon. On the Van Buren side, it looks like Briley Pond along with Zoe Fruth both injured. And Fruth was third team last year. Pond was honorable mention in the BVC. So, and that goes with Cami Bowman, who's also out of uh, uniform here tonight. So at least three players that would either be starters or at least at the very least contributors not playing for Van Buren. Yeah, I mean, it shows for Van Buren when you have uh, Patton playing tonight and she's a freshman. I mean, you really won't have that happen often, let alone in the starting lineup unless one phenomenal player or two, the injury bug is really struck. Uh, so be poked out of bounds underneath. We'll stay with Van Buren with 327 to go in the first quarter. So another Van Buren sub as Hudock will check back in for the Black Knights. We'll throw it in towards Brooke Wilkin inside. Doesn't get the friendly roll of that one, but rebound will be hauled in to keep it with Van Buren. Now Durliat will launch the three off to the left. Rebound this time hauled in by Carly Kaufman. Hope all the other way. I like the shot by Durliat. Just I would appreciate more if she set her feet. She looked like she was still in motion as she put that shot up and unable to get a clean look at it because of it. Ariana Bishop now in the game as well on the Hopewell Loudon side. It'll be Anna Daniel with it now on the right wing. Now up top to Bishop. She'll hand it to Kaufman. Drives in from the free throw line. Too strong. Rebounded by Durlian. Now Van Buren will look to push it the other direction. Trailing by six. Durlian lay and won't drop it. She'll draw the foul and go to the line now for two with 2.48 to go in the first quarter. Nine to three your score. Hopewell Loudon in front of Van Buren. And Ariana Bishop, I mean, we've seen her a couple times this year at different points, she really brings some energy off the bench for this Hope All Out squad, which is something that they sorely, sorely need as the season progresses. I mean, currently in the season averaging 7.5 rebounds, primarily, again, more of that sixth person off the bench for this team. But she, she's got some skill. She definitely has some talent. She's very good on the back on the backboards and on rebound game as well for this team. 
Curly Hat will split the pair, make it nine to four with 2.47 to go. Opening a quarter of action here from Van Buren. Hopewell Loudon will now bring the ball across the timeline. Anna Daniel with it on the right wing. She'll find Bishop at the right elbow. Now back over Bidle Cheese, hands it to Brickner, top of the key. She'll get it over to Kaufman, wanted to launch a three, doesn't have enough room. She'll get it back out, Tom. Now Kaufman will launch it from the top of the key. That one won't go either. Rebound is tipped around. Hopewell tries to save it, but they'll run out of room on the baseline, gives it back to Van Buren with 2.23 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, the hat's off to Van Buren. They're not giving Carly Kaufman any easy looks, and when she does get one, seems like she's a little bit off so far tonight. Might have to shoot her way back into rhythm as this game goes on. Does look like Hopewell is dropping back into a 2-3 zone defense this time down the floor. We'll see how Van Buren will look to respond. We'll get it down inside to Wilkin. Her shot from in close doesn't go. She almost had her own board. Ariana Bishop, though, will bring it down. Hopewell Loudon now the other way. Yeah, Brooklyn Wilkin, one of those players that you really need to pay attention to for Van Buren. Only a freshman, averaging 15 a game. She is one of the stars on the floor tonight. Ariana Bishop now has it left corner for Hopewell Loudon. She'll drive the lane. Shot too strong. Rebounded by Bible. She is her second chance. Will not go. Looks like they're going to call on the floor, foul on the floor right before that shot was going to be taken. Jenna, actually, I think they're going to say she was. Are they going to adjust the. Yeah, they are going to stay on the floor. As everyone did line up for a foul shot, and apparently the officials were like, nope, no, that was, that was definitely on the floor. So worth noting, though, that is the second foul of the night already for Anna Durley. Yeah, that is a big one for Van Buren. So we'll see how Coach Tabor and company look to adjust with that uh, already playing a role with their different injury issues as Ariana Bishop shot from the short corner will not drop for Hopewell Loudon. Van Buren now will look to go the other direction, nine to four, the score with 138 to go in the first quarter of action. Van Buren really hasn't been able to settle into much of a half court offense. It's kind of been one shot and haven't been able to get many offensive rebounds either. Oh, well, the fact of the matter is they're doing everything in their power to get into Wilkin and hope a just not letting that happen. And as you say that, they try to throw it down inside to Wilkin in the pass. Is going to be stolen away. Sydney Brickner now takes the other way for Hopewell with 115 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, Hopewell allowed not even pretending. There's playing Carly Kaufman on Wilkin and saying, shut her down tonight. Bishop elbow, jump shot comes up short for Hopewell. Loudon Kaufman with the offensive rebound. Her second chance won't go. Weimer briefly had it as she'll get into a jump ball with Byler. She's He keeps it here because of the possession error with now 102 to go in quarter number one. Nine to four your score. Yeah, and I give a lot of credit to Van Buren here. They're not giving Hopo any clean looks either. I know I mentioned that earlier, but it really is a testament to the fact that Carly Kaufman yet to score in this game. It really shows both these teams know who the stars are tonight. They're making sure someone else is going to beat them. A minute now to go in quarter number one, nine to four. Your current score, Hopo Loudon with the lead over Van Buren. It'll be Ariana Bishop at the top of the key. Wanted to launch a shot, but didn't, does not have enough room. So it is Anna Daniel, but she swings it now over to Brickner on the left wing. She'll drive inside, brings it back outside. Now as she finds Bishop on the cut, she'll fling that one up. That one won't fall. Rebound and now Van Buren the other way as we're down to 32 seconds to go in the first quarter. They'll go in transition. Shot will not go. Another one thrown up there by Maddie Hudak. Hopewell Loudon now the other way with 24 to go in the first. Tale of two teams. Hopewell Loudon consistently short on their shots where Van Buren a little too strong each time. Ariana Bishop now with it, right elbow for Hopewell. She'll swing it down left corner for Brickner. That one won't fall. Bi rebounded by Bishop. Her second chance doesn't go either. Brickner almost had the board. As they'll say, it was last touched by Van Buren as it went out of bounds. It'll say with Hopewell out under the basket with 7.9 to go in quarter number one. And the officials certainly seem to be letting them play. 
down there tonight. Only two fouls apiece between these two teams in the first quarter. Obviously, it resets at the quarter mark now. But still, it's been a lot of contact down there on shots and rebounds. Booker has it left corner for Hopewell Loudon down to three. They'll throw it into Kaufman, turn around from in close. Will come up short. Bishop the rebound and won't get a foul in her favor as she flung that one up before the end of quarter number one, nine to four. Remains your score. Hopewell Loudon the lead over Van Buren through one. Subside for a quick timeout. Come back for the start of quarter number two. You're listening to high school girls basketball on both WFOB and WBVI. Did you know that flushable wipes are not flushable? It might say on the package that wipes are okay to flush, but they're not. Wipes can clog plumbing in your home and in septic and sewer systems. At the Northwestern Water and Sewer District, we know this firsthand by the number of wipes we have cleaned out of our pumps, screens, and everywhere in between. Do your pipes a favor and do not flush wipes. For more information, visit nwwsd.org. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components so no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation Quote today. Back to start quarter number two from Van Buren. Nine to four remains the score as we start the second quarter. Van Buren trailing Hopewell Loud and Lance Morris alongside Matt Common Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI along with ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB will be Van Buren ball as we start the second quarter. They'll swing it over now to Weimer on the right wing. Now back around up top though. Reset again now in the high post as they go down inside. Shot will be blocked down low. Beecher tried to launch it but couldn't get that one to drop as it'll be last touched by Hopewell Loudon and stay with Van Buren as we're down 743 to go in half number one. Yeah, I'll tell you what, both these teams clearly put the lids back on the hoop. About three minutes left in that first quarter. It has been just an absolute drought of offense for both these teams. Van Buren now will set things up after the baseline out of bounds play. Be up top for Hudak as they'll get it back to Weimer left wing. She'll look to drive inside, splits the defense, throws it up, comes up short, gets her own miss, and then will be fouled on the second chance, and that'll send Weimer to the line. Great effort. I'm not entirely sure she intended to put that ball up for a shot after she split the defense, but all that being said, good effort attacking the basket. You really haven't seen Van Buren do that too much tonight. They've really been just playing a lot of half-court perimeter and just hoping that they can get into Wilkins, who's on the sideline right now. So nice job by Walker, taking the initiative, attacking, getting the line to shoot two. First of the two free throws, good for Weimer. The second one up and good as well. That'll make it 9-6 to six with 7.29 to go in the first half. And worth noting, Van Buren, not the best team in the world from the charity stripe. 47% as a team coming into tonight's game. Hopewell Loudon now will get things set up in the half court. Bishop will get it inside to Kaufman. Kaufman swings it over, open for the three. Too strong from Miley Alt. Rebounded now Van Buren as the Black Knights will look to push it the other direction. They'll double team Hudak on the wing as they'll swing it over, launching the three. That one good again from the three point line for Jordan Patton for Van Buren. Makes it a nine to eight ball game as they said. She was just inside the three point line. And Coach Steve Suter doesn't like what he's seen out of. The last 103 to start this second quarter. He'll 
take the full timeout. We'll again keep it here, though, on both WFOB and WBVI. 9-8, to eight, your score. Hopewell now the one-point lead after a couple baskets for Van Buren, thanks to a deep uh, two-pointer and some free throws. Down now 6.57 to go in the first half. And uh, like we said, Matt, you know, both teams starting to, starting to roll, I guess, trying rather to get their footing with the numerous injuries that uh, they're dealing with. And starting to see a little bit of signs of life here to start the second half for the for the Van Buren side. Oh, sure. I mean, definitely some signs of life. I mean, Jordan Patton's been a revelation so far tonight. All right, five points as a freshman really getting thrust into a starting assignment. Looking pretty good in her own right. Certainly seems to have a spot in that left wing, like just a little bit past the three-point line. But no, th there's definitely some signs of life. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, Van Buren's five and eight. I mean, Hope Holland is five and six on the year. Both of these teams are kind of evenly matched, so you're going to see this kind of matchup between these two squads. But, yeah, outside of Wilkin, who's been held really in check, and Kaufman, who's been held in check on the Hopewell outside, you are seeing some nice growth from both of these teams in terms of people like Weimer attacking the basket, Patton with their perimeter game. Or on the Hopewell side, Brickner attacking and being an offensive force tonight. Hopewell Loudon will set things up now in the half court with a 9-8 advantage for Hopewell Loudon with 6.45 to go in the first half. Hannah Daniel launching the three. That one will not fall. It'll be rebounded, though, to stay with Hopewell as they'll go down inside to Brickner, right inside to Kaufman. Gets the front the roll that time. Has that one drop in her favor. Extends the Hopewell Loudon lead back to three. Phenomenal score, Carly Kaufman. She's also a little streaky at times, so once she gets that first basket, they tend to start coming in droves at that point. Short corner jump shot from Hudoff won't go. It ends up back in Wilkins' hands before it's ripped away by Miley Alton. Now we'll get a foul down inside as it looks like it will go against Van Buren. Kind of feel that whistle came about three swipes and contacts late on that one. It was a bit of a scrum, and Co Coach Tabler certainly letting them know about that as well. 6.15 to go, first half of action, 11 to 8, your score. Hopefully allowed in the lead on to Van Buren and now with possession. Um, she's enters it in the high post to Kaufman. She'll swing it right side to Daniel. She'll launch another three, that one off of the back of the rim. Laura Cook the board to keep it with Hopewell. She'll get it over to Bynum. She's and she'll look to drive inside. She'll try and fling it around, but she's going to end up traveling instead. Gives it back to Van Buren with 5.54 to go in the first half. Phenomenal rotation, phenomenal pivot. Just as soon as she took an extra second to think about, let that pivot foot go. That was a big mistake by Vital Cheese. Van Buren now getting things set up in their half-court offense with 5.45 to go in the first half. It'll be over on the right side for Kayla Fisher. Now back up top for Jordan Batten. Now they'll launch the three on the right side. Does Fisher too strong? Rebounded by Vital Cheese. And then picking up the foul will be Hudak as she was trying to poke that away after Vital Cheese got the board. I mean, you think there'd be some home cooking on account of it being at Van Buren tonight, but Van Buren certainly picking up the fouls in a hurry. Already two fouls with now 5.30 to go in the first half. Brickner will bring it across the timeline for Hopewell Loudon. Taking it over to Bynum, she's top of the key. To go inside towards Kaufman, looks like we're going to foul down inside. Another one against Van Buren, this time against Kayla Fisher. That's already going to be her second as well, so now a couple... Van Buren players with two fouls. Yeah, Fisher definitely have to check out. And I, I think, candidly, that's a defensive mismatch there between Kayla Fisher and Carly Kaufman. Kaufman just a bigger, more competitive player in the paint like that. You, you need someone that can actually body her up. 
Oklahoma throws it into Cook on the inbounds as she'll try to swing it around. It'll be stolen away by Maddie Hudak. Gives Van Buren back the offensive possession. Driving briefly will be Batten now hands it back around now to Hudak on that right wing. Batten almost loses the handle on a short pass. She actually has to hit the deck to try and keep it. It'll be a jump ball possession arrow. We'll give it back to Hope Loudon now with five minutes to go in the first half. Just a bad pass there. Really no other way around it. Wasn't a bad read. Wasn't a bad decision. Just a poor pass in the moment. End up bouncing off of Patton's foot like you alluded to. Just got to have cleaner throws, cleaner tosses, and possessions for Van Buren. Around today's first half brought to you by NWO, serving you and your family in many locations, including Finley, Tiffin, and Bowling Green. It'll be Bino. She's with it up top four. Hopewell Loudon, she tried to split the defenses. It'll be last touch, though, by Van Buren. We'll stay with Hopewell Loudon as they'll inbound from the baseline with 4.45 to go in the first half. Yeah, and for Hopewell Loudon, I mean, don't get me wrong, have a three-point lead, but they have not done a whole lot in this second quarter in their own right. I mean, they, they definitely still have some growth and some adjustments they need to make. And a Daniel three from the top of the key will not fall. Van Buren now back the other way with 4.35 to go in the second quarter. We'll get it in the high post. Weimer tries to cut through the defense, loses the handle as they'll swing it back around to Hudak for the three. In and out won't fall. Probably off from the board for Hopewell Loudon, but then Brooklyn Wilkin again trying to just poke it away right after Hopewell Loudon securing the rebound, and she'll pick up the foul. Now again, no love loss right now between the officials and Van Buren. Fourth foul already this quarter. Sydney Brickner that will cross the timeline on the Hopewell Loudon side with now 4.15 to go in the first half. They go down into Carly Kaufman, tries to force that one up through the double team. Will not get that one to fall in her favor. Van Buren now back the other direction. It'll be Jordan Patton bringing it up the floor. Hudak now with it on the right wing. Back up top to Patton. Now they'll enter it to Wilkin in the high post, but then poked right away by Hopewell Loudon. Brickner now will look to go in transition. Won't get that one to go as rebounded by Bilo. She puts it back up and in. Adds on to the Hopewell lead back to five with 3.48 to go in the first half. And Van Buren strategy-wise, I, I know they want to get to Wilkin, but they got to find a way to do that besides just posting her up at the foul line and hoping for the best. As they kind of did just that with the low to high look that time to get Wilkin the ball, but still wasn't able to get a shot up before drawing the foul. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Had a good look at it. Honestly, did have the lane that she's probably going to be able to come down with her own shot and possibly have a put back there. But said still could be Van Buren ball, so not the end of the world, but probably would have preferred to just put that one in. Jordan towards Wilkin in the high post. She tried to launch the free throw line jumper. Carly Kaufman sent it right back where it came from. Send it up back in the right side for the shot. It doesn't go either, but Wilkin will then get the rebound, puts it up, doesn't get that one to go either, but now she'll get to go to the line. And Wilkin absolutely got away with the travel there on that inbounds. My goodness. That was about two and a half steps too many. I, I'm very surprised they did not call that one. It's also going to be now the second foul against Laura Cook on the Hopewell Loudon side as she'll now check out in favor of Ariana Bishop. And that should make things interesting because you're either going to have to move Anna Daniel on to Wilkin, or you're going to have to keep Carly Kaufman on her as your best defender, but then you lose Kaufman in the perimeter, who's also really good at attacking those passing lanes. Wilkin gets both free, free throws to drop, makes it 13 to 10, 325 left to go here in the first half of action from Van Buren. Ariana Bishop wants to force that one up from just inside the free throw line, won't get it to go. Van Buren, the rebound as they'll look to push it the other direction. 
Well, they'll slow things down here in the half court. 3-10 to go in the first half. Van Buren trailing 13-10 to Hopewell Loudon. Hudock wide open, but unable to connect on the three. Rebounded, second chance off the mark from Dietrich. As it'll be still up for grabs, we'll say last touch by Hopewell Loudon. So they'll stay with Van Buren under the basket. And for Hudock, you, you can't hesitate that much if they're giving you that much of an open look at the three, even if it's not your strong suit. Take the shot. You never know what's going to happen. So the refs did have a quick conversation and did decide it was, in fact, Van Buren Wall under their basket as they throw it in towards Wilkin, trying to get some space down inside. This time she will get called for the travel, gives it back over to Hopewell Loudon with 2.57 to go in the first half. And you can tell the defense is starting to factor into how Wilkin is deciding to attack the basket because she doesn't feel comfortable putting the ball on the floor once again as she gets those inbounds passed. She's hoping she can just push forward, get the step, get the shot off, and that's entirely because the defense is forcing it on her. As Kaufman was able to navigate the sideline on a bit of a too strong pass from Bishop and throw it off of a Van Buren player, so it'll stay with Hopewell Loudon under the basket. 2.42 to go in the first half of action, as we'll see Ashley Dietrich check out, and Gracie Webster now in for Van Buren, and they'll go right at her as they throw it towards Bidal Cheese, and she'll end up drawing the foul now on Van Buren. I gotta give Bidal Cheese a lot of credit. She is actually phenomenal at drawing contact and drawing fouls. I mean, we saw that in the Fostoria game. You saw her earlier this year as well. It's a very much a talented player at attacking the basket and getting contact in the process. First free throw from Bidal Cheese up and good. Makes it 14 to 10, 241. Remaining here in the first half. Hope all out and with the lead on Van Buren. Second free throw from Bidal. She's up and good as well. She'll go two for two as we'll have now Anna Durlian will check back in on the Van Buren side. She'll come in for Easton Weimer, but again, she'll have to be careful as Durlian can be playing with two fouls. Yeah, definitely need to be careful, and really at this point, Van Buren should just be careful, period. They're already at five fouls this quarter. Van Buren will now try and set things up in the half court. Durlian swings it over left side. Now they try to enter it to Wilkin. Pass is going to be stolen away by Bidal. She's his Hopewell Loudon. Now we'll look to push it up ahead as they find Ariana Bishop. She tries to race to the spot. Layup up and good for Bishop. Extends the Hopewell Loudon advantage now to seven with 2.15 to go in the half. And Hopewell Loudon really pulling away because they're making adjustments and making some changes. Van Buren kind of stagnant right now. They really need to change things up. As again, they try to enter it inside to Wilkin. And this time it'll be another jump ball possession arrow, though. We'll keep it this time with Van Buren with 2.04 to go in the first half. And something that the legendary old ball coach Tom Grime would say, a lot of standing still. Not seeing a lot of movement from Van Buren. Want to see them move off the ball, away from the ball. Not seeing a lot of that. You're really just seeing Patton get the ball, take it to one of the other wings, throw it to Durliat, and then Durliat just throws it into Wilkin and hopes for the best. You got to get some movement, some fluidity out there to try and open up those lanes a little bit. So right now, Hope allows just sitting on them. The officials are coming. I'm thinking that they might have entered in a detail incorrectly in the book based on the fact that Lily Wilson just checked in for Van Buren. And the way they, uh, it looks like they're getting a free throw. So I believe that is the case just based on the body language I'm seeing. Yeah, so that will go down as a technical. Throw from Bino Cheese will not go. One more coming. Not often we see that at the varsity level these days. No, that's that's a little bit of a new one. 
Second free throw doesn't go, so no advantage for Hopewell Loudon. And it's just another thing that, you know, only comes into effect in part because of the various injury issues Van Buren's having with, you know, three players that unavailable at the very least uh, from their typical roster. Correct. I mean, that does really change things up. It does lead to a impact overall, and it's can get confusing. I mean, these are coaches, it's the staff, these are people that are running the facility trying to do their best, trying to keep up with it, and just at the end of the day, sometimes mistakes happen. I mean, it's thankfully for Van Buren, it led to no points, but they did lose the possession because of it. So now it is Hopewell Loudon ball with two minutes to go in this first half of action. 17-10 the score, Hopewell Loudon leading Van Buren. We have top for Isabel Vidal, she's in Hopewell Loudon. So get it down right corner for Brickner. Bishop trying to post up, now they'll get it to her on the right block. Finds Coffin in the high post, gets that one up and good from just inside the free throw line. Hopewell Loudon is leading now to nine with 138 to go in the first half. Yeah, if Kaufman starts to get cooking a little bit, this is going to be a big problem for Van Buren. Buren now will set things up again in the half court. Wilson launching and making the three from the right wing. So able to take advantage even after those uh, technical free throws didn't go in Hopewell's favor. Yeah, they actually only gave him the two on that one, which is a little surprising. I thought they were comfortably in three-point range. Makes it now 19-12 to 12 with 110 to go in the first half. Hopewell leading Van Buren and currently with possession offensively as they wanted to go inside to Bishop as get a foul call on a reach on Van Buren as that will send Hopewell out into the line now with 105 to go in the first half. And I'll be honest, some of the contact we've seen, that may have been the most ticky-tack foul we've seen so far tonight. That's a little, a little surprising with how competitive and physical it's been down there. That got called for a foul. Bishop free throw up and good. So we've got a hook ball loud in sub as Alt will check back in. She'll come in for Daniel. Free throw coming from Ariana Bishop. That one won't fall in Coffin, the offensive rebound. It puts it back up and in. So why go for the one when you can get two instead? Yeah. Hey, you know it's better than one point? Two points. 22 to 12. Now the score. Hopewell Loudon leading Van Buren down to 50 seconds to go in the first half. Van Buren ball, but they'll end up giving it back over to Hopewell Loudon as up top Jordan Patton will get called for the travel. Yeah. Definitely shuffled the shoes a little bit there after she picked up her dribble. Loudon ball back the other way. Now 45 seconds to go. First half, 22-12. Your current score, Hopewell Loudon the lead on Van Buren. Finally Alt with it on the right wing for Hopewell Loudon. Bishop enters it into Kaufman inside. Back out now as they'll wrap it around to Brickner on the left wing. Now over to Bino. She's back inside to Kaufman. Turn around with the right hand. Up and go to she turns over the shoulder, adds on to the Hopewell advantage. It's now 24 to 12, 20 seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, just like that, she goes from zero points three minutes ago to eight points. Launching the three, comes up short that time. Does Wilson on the Van Buren side. Wilkin the rebound, her second chance off the mark as well. Hopewell out and back the other way down to just seven seconds remaining in the first half. So get it over towards Alt. Alt ends up back in Kaufman's hands. Can she launch it? Byron, she's trying to and won't get a foul in her favor as the first half comes to a close 24 to 12 your score Hopewell allowed in the 12 point lead over Van Buren yeah and I give Hopewell out a lot of credit they made adjustments as the game went on they worked with whatever Van Buren was giving them and once that started to work and they had to adjust they went back to the things that worked best for them gaining in the paint to Carly Kaufman attacking at the basket 
Van Buren, on the other hand, they just kind of went into standby mode, it really feels like. They just kind of were hoping that they'd have it work eventually, just kind of force their offense and what they're trying to do night in, night out, on to Hopewell Loud, and hopefully that it would just work, and frankly, it just didn't. I mean, it's, it's been a rough first half for Van Buren. Certainly plenty of time left to turn it around. It's not a high-scoring game by any means, so quick little 7-0 run gets you comfortably back into this thing once you start the second half, but they're going to have to make some adjustments. They have to find a way to move this ball without simply just posting up Wilkin either at the foul line or at one of the blocks and just trying to work it into her because right now Hope Alon is recognizing that they're just double teaming. They have no problem giving up the three ball tonight to either Patton or to um, Hudock or, my apologies, the other one, uh, Wilson, the other one that we've seen throwing them up from beyond the arc so far tonight because, frankly, Van Buren's not really hitting them that much. They've gotten two out of their maybe nine or ten attempts thus far. So got to do something, got to find a way to work it into the paint without just everyone standing still and hoping that Wilkin can do something with it. With that, we'll sign for a quick time. I'll come back. We'll have our Owen and halftime report shortly after that back start. Second half here from Van Buren, 24-12. Your score, Hope allowed in the lead over Van Buren. You're listening to High School Girls Basketball on WFOB and WBVI. Summer sell-down is going on at Spitzer Buick GMC in Findlay. The season's best deals on all new and used inventory. The best way to buy a new Buick or GMC or a used vehicle is at Spitzer. All new Buicks and GMCs come with our Spitzer Shield nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty and first-year complimentary maintenance. Our Spitzer Shield also covers our certified used vehicles with a 172-point inspection and seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Shop in person on Bright Road or 24-7 online at SpitzerBuickGMC.com. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new-to-you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. It's not allowed in Ohio, but in some states, high school students can make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Think of the star point guard for your local basketball team doing car commercials for a big dealership in town. Much like a star professional athlete or a big-time college star. It's a recent development, but college athletes were once forbidden from entering into marketing deals or making money off of their fame. I'll speak with Adam Jardy. He covers the Ohio State men's basketball team for the Columbus Dispatch on the issue of name, image, and likeness and what it's done to college sports. That's next. This is the Ohio News Network. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta. Brett Wharf. ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio. Ohio News Network. 
In Ohio, public education matters. And every day, Ohio's public school educators use their united voice to advocate for the supports and resources our public schools need so every child thrives. No exceptions. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. Because great public schools are a winning playbook for Ohio, and Ohio is stronger when we stand together to cheer for our students' success. This, this is ONN. I'm Eric Reeser. Adam Jardy is my guest. He's been covering Ohio State men's basketball for the Columbus Dispatch for the last nine seasons. I asked Adam his thoughts on name, image, and likeness, something that's been legal in college athletics since July of 2021. You know, I think the biggest thing that, that surprises me right now is that we still don't necessarily have, like, a level sort of playing field in some ways where, like, you know, some from a high school level, some states allow it, some states don't. So, you know, that impacts, you know, certainly, you know, where some kids end up and how where some kids end up playing. But the, the ability to make money for these, for these athletes, I, I think um, – Obviously, it's something that they deserve, and I think society is sort of making its way around to that as there was so much pushback on that for so long. But, you know, it, it, the, the, the weird thing and, and where, what will never make sense to me is this concept of, like, limiting it or, you know, putting guardrails on it was the, the big phrase when they started, on, you know, unveiling all this stuff. Um, but you, you have guys who um, certainly are just – they're look, going to make whatever they can make, and then whatever someone else offers, they're going to they're gonna go there. And so, um, you know, it, it's not a great answer to your question. I apologize for that. But it's, it, it just – it significantly impacts who stays, who goes. Um, you know, at some point, does – how much does loyalty weigh out against, you know, what someone's promising you? Do they deliver on that? It, there's, there's so many questions still about how this is all – actually working and, and what needs to happen for it to be uh, at its optimal level. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's as drastic as anything, honestly, when it comes to how this all fits together. Since schools cannot be involved in NIL deals with businesses and their student athletes in an official capacity, they often rely on third parties called collectives. Adam says it's challenging to decipher what's true about these deals and what is not because those third parties don't have to reveal anything about the terms of their individual NIL agreements. The other thing, too, about all this is that like so much of, of the NIL landscape is still behind closed doors. And I don't know if that ever changes or how that changes, but it's like just trying to sort out what's real and what's not is almost impossible. And that's why you just don't see a whole lot of substance, substantial, like really in-depth reporting on it right now, because you, it, it, it's all there's so much hearsay, excuse me, out there about like who's making what and, and are they actually making that much and who's promising what. And it, it's it, it, it's so difficult right now to pin down just very basic details about who is actually making what and where is it coming from and what are the, like it's just it, it is it's fascinating because it's drastically changed the sport and i don't think anybody has a real good grasp on how the ins and outs are actually working right now until it became official in 2021 the ability for a student athlete to monetize off of their fame was championed by players and coaches alike now that it's a reality many wonder if we're not inching closer to students becoming employees of their college or university that eliminates the middleman and allows for contracts to be signed between the two parties. It would also help alleviate problems some are having with the transfer portal. My thanks to Adam Jardy. You can read his stuff on the Basketball Buckeyes over at the Columbus Dispatch. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Eric Reeser. 
Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. My name is Carrie Malligan with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. A lot has changed in the recent years, including my father stepping down to enjoy his retirement. But some things remain the same. My husband Tony and I are proud to continue the long-standing family tradition of commitment and pride in this community. We promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in today at 301 West Tiffin Street to take the worry out of a funeral by pre-planning it with the Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. We are about to get started with the second half of action, 24-12. Your score, Hope allowed in the lead on Van Buren here. High school girls basketball, Lance Morris, alongside Matt Common, both WFOB and WBBI. But before we get back to the game itself, we did learn some uh, breaking news from our uh, Arlington source, uh, Jimmy Nicholson. Josh McGrain has resigned as the head coach of the Arlington football team. Yeah, I mean, a little bit shocking to have that happen. I mean, he's, we were talking about off air when we got the news, possibly one of the two most tenured head coaches in the BVC for football. I, th I think Garlock I think might be close just in terms of total time at LB between both stints, but at least in terms, oh, sure. of, in terms straight of straight years, I think he would, would have just been behind Chris Algie McCall. Correct. So, I mean, this, this is kind of shocking, and, I mean, we wish him all the best if that ends up being the case, but si simply a massive power vacuum just got created in the BVC for next fall. But back to basketball here as we start the third quarter, 24-12. Your score, Hope will allow in the lead on Van Buren. Van Buren ball to start this second half. It'll be a free throw line jumper that's off the mark from Kayla Fisher. It'll now go over to Hope will allow in as we start the third quarter. I mean, I'll give him credit while we have a brief moment here. Josh McGrain, he explained to me beautifully why you run to the short side of the field <laughs> or do jet sweeps. I, I really will always appreciate him for that. Carly Kaufman, short corner. Jay, a little too strong on the Hope will allow inside. As Charlie had almost lost the handle as she just mistimed her dribble there as she'll swing it up ahead now to Hudock on the left wing for Van Buren. We'll find Fisher again in the high post now to Weimer. She'll briefly look to drive inside now back outside now for Hudock top of the key. Fisher open for the three that time a little strong. Rebounded by Bino. She's hopeful allowed him back the other way seven minutes ago third quarter. I'll tell you what that possession a little bit better for Van Buren. I saw a little bit more penetration a little bit more attack. They ended up reverting just to that perimeter play again, but nice to see a little bit of a change. Oh, nice block there from Wilkin. 
So Van Buren will go back the other way. 6.45 and out to go in this third quarter. 24-12 remaining. Your score, no points have been scored yet this half by either team. It'll be up top now for Durliat. She'll look to drive. Now back over to Weimer. She'll swing it around back again. Ends up in Weimer's hands on the wing. Fires it to Wilkin. Turnaround shot as she'll get that one off and won't get it to go, but we'll draw the foul and go to the line now with 6.25 to go in the third quarter. Definitely appreciate the effort there getting it into Wilkin. Nice job drawing the foul, drawing the contact to get herself to the line. If you're Weimer, though, again, I know it may not be your strong suit, but you had three wide-open three-point attempts in a row. Your offense has been struggling overall tonight. Just see if you can make something land. First free throw up and good for Wilkin. It'll cut into their deficit on the Van Buren side, and she'll get the second of the two free throws to fall as well, down to now a 10-point deficit for the Black Knights. And if Van Buren's going to have a shot, they're going to need some more offensive output than just Wilkin on the foul line. They're going to have to find a way to get her involved without it needing to go to the charity stripe. Hopewell Loudon now will try and set things up into the half court. Kaufman with it up top for Hopewell Loudon. Now over to Cook. She'll swing it to Daniel on the right wing. She'll drive to the top of the key now just inside the top of the key. Brickner with it left side. She wanted to go inside to Kaufman. Ends up traveling. Inset gives it back to Van Buren. 5.57 to go third quarter. 24-14. You want to score Hope Malone the 10-point lead. Yeah, Brickner just kind of got stymied there as she was attempting to pass. And she took her two steps. Was getting ready to throw it. It kind of got deflected a little bit or blocked a bit. As now Wilkin on the travel. Man, that has been an issue for her tonight. She has had a rough time putting the ball back on the floor when she does get a pass. That's one of the coaches for Van Buren uh, went to tell her is the timeout was coming, just shoot it, just shoot it, be ready to shoot it. And I think part of it has been that, you know, when a team isn't as ready, I'll say, for someone like Brooklyn Wilkin, she's able to get to her spots down low, whereas Hopewell Loudon has put a major emphasis on not letting her get as far into the paint as she has other times this year. Well, I mean, look, at this stage of the game and this stage of the season, Brooklyn Wilkin is not a secret anymore. Right. It's Everyone's aware of what she brings to the game night in, night out. They're going to start keying on her. They're going to start putting the focus on her. This is where, again, I'd say it becomes more of an adjustment to find a way outside of just getting it to her in her spots and hoping that she can get open or get a clean look. you got to start moving her around, start getting her in some more open spots. She's got a pretty decent jumper. I mean, try and get her in, like, the 15 to 10 to 15 foot range, maybe in either one of the wings or maybe just off of the elbow a little bit as opposed to setting her up at the foul line or at one of the blocks and just hoping she could turn around and get it without having to put the ball on the floor. It's, it's been a little bit of a failed experiment so far tonight. Now would be a good time to try and mess with it, see if you can come up with something else. The ball out and trying to set things up in the half court as Carly Kaufman actually takes a tumble as she collided with a couple different players. Why don't she's with it? Now back over to Daniel, left wing. She'll... Pull up at the elbow down inside to Laura Cook. Goes down into Biochis on the lane. Up and good on the left side. Sends the Hopewell Loudon in the lead. Now 26-14, 5.23 to go in the third quarter. Wouldn't be a Hopewell Loudon game without Carly Kaufman hitting the uh, hitting the paint at some point throughout the night. Turley out with it left wing extended down into Wilkin on the block as she tries to force it up. Looks like it's going to be a jump ball. The possession arrow will give it back over to Hopewell Loudon with 5.13 to go. Third quarter, 26-14. The score, Hopewell Loudon in front. Hopewell just really doing a good job again, making the adjustments, getting other people involved as the game goes on. 
She's got a foul on the floor. Looks like that one is going to go against Kayla Fisher on the little collision between her and Anna Daniel. That's, that's, her. A, that's her gear third foul. We try to both say it at the same time. I'd say Jinx, you owe me a Coke, but I stopped halfway through, so. Well, that and you were trying to tell me without telling me, and then I picked it up quicker than you thought I would, and then that's what happens. I gave you the international signal. It was number three. Number three, that's our third, that's the third foul. Hopewell Loudon ball again here as we get under five minutes to go. Third quarter, 26-14 the score. Hopewell Loudon on top of Van Buren as they'll get it over now. Brickner launching the left wing three. That one doesn't drop in her favor. It'll be last touched by Hopewell Loudon. Gives it back over to Van Buren with 4.46 to go in the third quarter. A little bit of luck there for Durliat. I thought from our angle up here that she was the last one to make contact with it. But for Van Buren, again, an opportunity. If you can make some adjustments, find some other ways to get people involved, you can really get this offense motoring again. Van Buren trying to set something up. Short corner, Jay up and good with the backboard for Maddie Hudak. Makes it now 26-16. And nice shot, exactly like I was just saying. Try and get some other people involved. Penetrate, get aggressive on the offensive side. Don't make it just Wilkin in a half-court offense. Ripped away now by Hudak, but... Ran out of room on the sideline. They're going to give it back over to Hopewell Loudon before 15 to go in the third quarter. Out goes Laura Cook. In comes Ariana Bishop on the Hopewell Loudon side. And I do like this rotation that they've had tonight for Hopewell Loudon of Cook and Bishop kind of trading duties as the night goes on and when they rotate in and out for each other. It's it's a little bit of a you substitute size for speed, but a little bit more offensive capability with Bishop versus what Cook gives you. She swings it over to Brickner. Brickner launching the three. Up and good again for Brickner. She knocks in another three ball for Hopewell Loud and extends their lead at 29-16 at 3.50 to go third quarter. Certainly would have been the person, I guess, would be the first one in double digits tonight. That's for sure. They end up being stolen away by Carly Kaufman as they were trying to, again, get it down inside to Brooklyn Wilkin for Van Buren. Is going to be Brickner setting things up now for Hopewell Loud and Van Buren Dropping back into the 2-3 zone defensively once again. Rebound, she's with it right wing extended now back to Brickner. Brickner, a few dribbles over to Daniel on the left wing. Daniel wants to get it to Kaufman, but doesn't have an entry pass. Or get it to Bilo, she's in the short corner. Jumper a little strong. Rebound is last touched by, I'll say, Hopewell Loudon gives it back over to Van Buren, the 3.15 to go in the third. Yeah, Kaufman peanut punched that one out of the hands of Durley at her Meyer down there. I didn't catch who it was in particular. Bring it across half court for Van Buren, trailing 29-16, 3.05. Left to go third quarter. Get it to Durliat down in the corner, step back from the wing, up and good for Durliat as she finally gets her first field goal of the night. That's ball movement that I like. They moved Wilkin out beyond the arc, had her facilitate as well, and it pulled the defense with her, leaving a nice open lane for Durliat to hit that three ball. Down inside to Bishop as they'll double team her as soon as they went down to her. It'll result in a jump ball, it looks like. If so, possession arrow would give it back over to Hopewell Loudon. They must have called a foul down inside, I believe, instead. Didn't call the foul. Looked like that they called that Van Buren was in possession, but they were out of bounds. Okay. Pass will be poked away, ends up in Wilkins' hands, but then ripped right back by Bishop as she'll lay that one up and in extends the Hopewell Loudon lead once again, 39 31 to 19, 229 to go third quarter. Nice steal by Wilkin. Even better performance, though, by Bishop getting the ball back and putting it up for the easy basket. 
Looking with it up top for Van Buren, finds Durley at left wing. Durley looking to create some space, has it ripped away though by Bynochis. Hope allowed him back in possession with 2.10 to go in the third quarter. And Van Buren starting to get a little predictable again. Hope allowed in a short corner shot up and good again for Carly Coffin. Now she'll get into double figures, extend the Hope allowed and lead once again with 153 to go in the third. Yeah, and really at this point, Hope Allowed's just starting to pull away. They're really doing a good job forcing Van Buren to be predictable, taking away any additional options that they may want to try and explore in this matchup tonight. Really had calls for the screen from Wilkin. Doesn't create a whole lot of space as now it'll be a foul off the ball on Hope Allowed with 138 to go here in the third quarter. 33-19 to score Hope Allowed in front. And that's a bit of a big one there. Anna, Anna Daniels' third foul of the night, so she's going to have to sit for a little bit. And again, may not be a big facilitator on the scoreboard tonight. She's done a lot of good things in the passing game and on the defensive side, really disrupting Van Buren. Van Buren going short corner, wanted to go down in towards Wilkin. Another steal from Ariana Bishop. Hopewell allowed in back the other direction. Brickner has it left wing, almost loses the handle. Now will throw that one away. Another steal for Maddie Hudak for Van Buren. So they'll trap her near the sideline. Now over to Durley. I have to set things up for Van Buren. Now 110 to go. Third quarter, 33-19. Your score, Durley maintains her dribble, tries to run all the way through the defense. Kaufman sends the shot back. Ends it back though in Durley at hands as they'll launch the three from the corner. That one won't go from Hudak. Hope will allow it. Back the other way as we get under a minute to go in the third quarter. And, and I know it's tempting when you have a player like Wilkin to just kind of feed her the ball all night, but you've got to do something different at this point if you're Van Buren. Football out and setting things up in the half court. Up top for Miley Alt. She just checked back into the game recently on the Hopewell Loudon side. Brickner with it on the left wing now. Swings it back over to Alt on the right wing. Just take a few dribbles. Finds Bishop in the high post over Carly Kaufman. Just inside the three-point line. Too strong that time. Bottoms rebound. Swatted though back by Wilkin. The rebound and now Van Buren the other way with 22 seconds to go in the third as it's almost stolen. But up ahead of Wilkin again as she'll get that one up and good for finally Brooklyn Wilkin's first field goal of the night. Yeah, very needed field goal for Wilkin too. Good job making it in transition. Good aggressive play. That That's what you want from Van Buren. We haven't seen that a lot tonight. They really needed that. Rickner from way outside his time. Expires! Gets that one to go from just inside of the volleyball line. Extends the Hopewell Loudon lead, 36-21 through three. Brickner just walked it off in the third quarter. That was impressive there. What a shot. That was step aside for a quick time. I'll come back for the start of the fourth quarter. You're listening to High School Girls Basketball, both WBVI and WFOB. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. 
36-21, your scores. We're just about ready to start the fourth quarter here from Van Buren. Hopewell Loudon with the lead over Van Buren, thanks in part to the performance we've seen from Cindy Brigner, who knocked in a deep three right as time expired in the third quarter. She has 13 points to extend this Hopewell Loudon lead. Lance Morris, Matt Common with you both, WFOB. And WBVI, and Matt, like you said, at different points in that third quarter, Hopewell Loudon just kind of starting to pull away at this juncture. Oh, they really are because they're they're making differences and adjustments out there in the moment. I mean, Carly Kaufman has 10 points, but Sydney Brickner's had some open looks that she's capitalized on. They have attacked with a variety of people, whereas for Van Buren, some other people have gotten on the board, but they've really just been trying everything in their power to get the ball to Wilkin in the paint every single possession like they are right now. So going towards Wilkin, Wilkin does bring it in and forces that one up and gets that one to drop over the tough defense for a second field goal, cuts into the Van Buren deficit. And you know, like I've been saying the whole time, really you just gotta keep working it into Wilkin. That's apparently the key. We'll have a timeout taken with 7.38 to go here in this fourth quarter, 36-23. Your score here on both WFOB, WBVI, Lance Morse alongside Matt Common and Matt, so as this uh, this will be far from our only game of the week as we'll go our separate ways once again on uh, Friday night for some different games. Yeah, I mean, the band's breaking up once again. I'm taking Trayvon with me, though, right? I think. Okay. Tra Trayvon, the Treasure Hastings, one of the best in the business, so I'm very happy to have him on board. Yeah, we got a good game on WFOB Friday night. Fostoria versus Eastwood should be a really good matchup. See, really get a good feel for what this Fostoria boys team is going to be this season they've had a good start they've been competitive they've done a lot of good things i mean makai johnson a thousand career points and we saw him break it in their matchup a couple weeks back phenomenal performer what they're getting out of jordan ferguson really though what they're getting out of jc on tucker is the part that impresses me the most as a sophomore he's really developed his game so should make for a good matchup very very fun game friday night and on my side, I'll have a, a new BVC rivalry matchup with the Macomb taking on Elmwood. That also should be fun. So we're ready to go following the timeout. Hopewell Loudon ball as they'll get it into the half court to break the Van Buren pressure. They'll go inside to Ariana Bishop. It's swatted away, though, by Easton Weimer. Van Buren now back the other way as they'll fling it up ahead to Wilkin. Shot off the mark, gets their own missed second chance. Also will not go, but they'll draw the foul and go to the line. Now with 7.21 to go in this one. Really love the full court press from Van Buren. Like they're being more aggressive in transition. You gotta pick up the pace just a little bit. Hope Olan was able to break that press way too easily. First free throw up and good for Wilkin. Makes it 36-24 with 7.21 left in this one. And Wilkin, I mean, give her credit. I mean, definitely a star turn once again from her. That she's now still short of double digits, but has put nine points up when Hopewell Loud has done everything in their power to shut her down tonight. Second one will not go for Wilkins score. will remain 36 to 24, 7, 12 left to go. Hopewell Loudon will set things up in the half court. They get it into Carly Kaufman down inside. She won't get that one to go, but now she'll go to the line for some free throws with 7.05 left to go. And Carly Kaufman, she's just, you know, I always use the expression, so-and-so is doing so-and-so things. Carly Kaufman is just doing Carly Kaufman things. I mean, at this stage, this is the type of game that she plays. She's aggressive, gets more aggressive in the fourth quarter, which gives her the opportunity to get to the line like she is at this current stage. Kaufman, first free throw up and good. Extends the lead for Hopewell Loudon now with it being 37-24. to 24. Second one from Kaufman, up and good as well. 
Yeah, Kaufman just gained 12 points. I mean, kind of a standard night for her right now, which is a really good problem to have if you're Hopewell Loudon. So another travel will be called against Van Buren. Give it right back over to Hopewell Loudon with seven minutes left to go. And I think among the different issues for Van Buren, aside from just injury issues that they've already had to deal with, I feel like there's been a lot of travel calls against them as well. Uh, there have. There's been a lot of calls that have really not gone their way, but the travel has definitely been an issue for them tonight. And frankly, that just comes down to experience and time on the floor together in chemistry. You're seeing players really pick up their dribble early, attack a little late. It's It's been a lot of miscommunication issues that have led to those travels. Bishop all the way down inside, doesn't get that one to go. Van Buren up ahead now to Wilkin. Wilkin in transition, lays that one up and in. Don't count Van Buren out just yet as that cuts it down to a 12-point game with 6.26 left to go. Now she's in double digits. So now we'll get a foul call against Van Buren once again. Looks like that one will go against Easton Weimer. Yeah, and only the second one tonight against Weimer, which that's a good thing, I mean, especially the way she plays defensively. A little bit more of an aggressive player in the paint and along the perimeter. Surprised that she's only got two. Kaufman dealing with some pressure now, gets it up ahead to Brickner on the Hopewell Loudon side to get into their half court offense. Fires brings it all the way back to Kaufman up near the top of the key as well. Actually, double her near the volleyball line as she'll take enough contact. She ends up actually hitting the deck between Wilkin and Durley. That's a double team as Wilkins called for the foul. It's going to be her just second. Yeah, I mean, Wilkin was the last one to get there, and the, the pressure she applied, she did just didn't hit the brakes fast enough there to apply the pressure cleanly. Good defense, but you, you gotta gotta hit the brakes a little earlier. Try to throw it in towards Kaufman. Wilkin will poke it away. It'll stay with Hope all out, and they'll inbound now under the basket with 6.08 left to go. Yeah, no surprise here at the fourth quarter. Both teams tried to get it to their best players. Hopewell Loudon doing everything in their power to get to Kaufman. Van Buren a little bit more successful gain it to Wilkin thus far. We'll go in towards Kaufman. Kaufman able, though, to get it to go down inside. Extends the Hopewell Loudon advantage. It's 40-26 to 26 with under six minutes now to go. Fantastic shot there from Kaufman. Good job coming down with it in traffic. Getting the defense to clear out a bit. Van Buren sets things up. It'll be Fisher with it on the right wing as now she'll launch it in. Now she'll make the three from the right wing. She could have made it a lot of earlier on in that position, but then just had another ball uh, go around the key and then able to get that one off as Coach Suter will get the timeout rather than getting a possible five-second call against his team with now five and a half left to go in this one. 40-29, to 29, your score. Van Buren trying to call their way back into this one. Lance Morris, Matt Common with you, both WFOB and WBVI and uh, it's been uh, certainly more of a back and forth fourth quarter with like you've mentioned the different uh, ways of each team's kind of trying to get it to their top player on the Hopewell Loudon side you know because the threes weren't falling early on for Carly Kaufman because of that in part had her go inside a little earlier than maybe she would have depending on if the shot was falling and because of that they've been able to take advantage of some of those inside matchups but then on the flip side Van Muren starting to find ways to get Wilk in the ball where she's able to get a shot off and get one to go. Yeah, I mean, in regards to Carly Kaufman, very technical player. I mean, she really likes to kind of base her game around a certain, like, style. She wants to be in the paint early, on the perimeter late in the game. Today, she's kind of had to flip it around. Now she's kind of in the paint here later in the game, where earlier on she had to work the perimeter a little bit more. And as for Wilkin, I mean, it's 
as the post player, you don't really control the offense, how it kind of gets to you. It's just a matter of what you do once it does get to you situation. And uh, she's looked good at different points. She's also looked like a freshman at different points. Had three or four travel calls against her on the inbounds passes. Hopefully allowed and able to get it into the half court. Ariana Bishop with it. Now she finds Kaufman in the high post. Goes back inside to Bishop on the give and go. But now they'll find Brickner open for the left corner. Three up and good again for Sydney Brickner. She's having a career night now with 16. Yeah, Sydney Brickner's starting to develop a consistent three-point game. This Hopewell Island team gets very deadly very fast. Pass towards Wilkin. Going to be stolen away again by Ariana Bishop as she'll settle things down as she gets into the half court. Brickner not settling down at all as she runs right to the basket, lays it up, and then extends the Hopewell advantage. It's now 45-29, now with 18 points on the night. I give Brickner credit. You see that the defense put their foot off the gas? Go ahead and put yours down on the pedal. My goodness, that, that's exactly what you should do there. Way too early to play keep away. Fisher shot from the right wing won't go. Rebound is eventually grabbed by Bidelshees, but then Wilkin came away with it, but then ran out of room and gives it back over to Hopewell Loudon with 4.38 left to go. 45-29, your score, Hopewell Loudon in the front. Yeah, Brooklyn Wilkin has such length as a player. She actually lunged for the ball while she was still out of bounds and was able to come away with it. Van Buren still employing their full court pressure. This looks like it will be a jump ball possession arrow, though. We'll keep it with Hope while Loudon because we're down to 432 left. Yeah, you are going to see Andy Daniel check back in here and get that uh, get the veteran type of play from Daniel as one of the seniors on the squad. Butterseas will inbound for Hope while Loudon. Kaufman trying to keep it away from Wilkin. Now they'll get it up ahead to Bidel. She's to see crossing the timeline, and she'll pick up the foul right after that. As that will go against Van Buren, and I believe that's going to be then their fifth foul. A fourth. They still have one left. Just the fourth, okay. Yeah, they, they have none to give, but they that was their last one they could give them. So Paul Allen will now inbound from the sideline. Now will look to try and trap Brickner. Still call her for the travel. Now gives it back to Van Buren with 420 left. And a good call there. While there may have been contact, by the time she did take that Euro step to try and get in to split the defense, she was already on step three or four at that point. And Hudock with it on the right wing for Van Buren. Now down in the corner, the three too strong that time from Patton as it'll be saved by Wilkin. She's able to get that back over now eventually back in Durliat's hands. Durliat will look to drive all the way inside. Doesn't get that one to go. Another block down inside by Bishop. Hopewell allowed him the other way. Now Ariana Bishop, I mean, five rebounds a game, but she adds a couple blocks every night too. She's really done a good job in the paint. Brickner floater from just inside the foul line off the mark. She almost had her own miss. Now it looks like a foul will go against Van Buren, or no, I'm going to go against Hopewell this time. So they got Brickner, I believe, for going over the back. Which is saying something because she went over the back of Wilkin. That's true. That, that's, that's impressive. Down to 342 left to go. 45-29, your score. Hopewell Loudon in front of Van Buren. Van Buren, though, with possession. Be over on the far side for Ashley Dietrich. Back up top to Durliat. So get it down into the corner. Short corner jump shot up and good for Kayla Fisher. Makes it 45 to 31. 
Yeah, nice job there by Van Buren. I like the ball movement. I know it's still in the perimeter, but it was really nicely done. Early out with the steal for Van Buren as they get it back inside to Wilkin. Doesn't get that one to drop. Kaufman fighting for and comes away with the rebound now for Hopewell Lownit. Yeah, just a missed opportunity there for Wilkin. Nice look at the basket, just not able to come away with it. Hopewell Lownit sending things up in the half court. Over now to Brickener in the left corner. Back towards the wing, now to the top of the key after getting the screen from Carly Kaufman. They'll bounce it over towards Bishop in front of the Hopewell Loudon bench. Bishop over now to Vidal Shees as looks like Hopewell Loudon trying to work the clock as much as they can, and they'll take an inside shot if it becomes available at this point in the game. And very good decision. This is definitely the time you start milking the clock for what it's worth. Daniel has it in the corner. They'll trap and double team hers. She'll draw a foul in her favor. Coach Tabler not a fan of that call. I mean, here's the thing. It's They've been consistent with their calls. It just seems like every call has gone against Van Buren tonight. It's also going to be now the third foul on Wilkin for what that's worth at this point in the game. Yeah, I'd say 229 to go in the game. Really, no sense in subbing her out at this point. First free throw off the mark for Anna Daniel. Down to 2.29 remaining in this one. 45-31 your score. Anna Daniel at the free throw line for Hopewell Loudon. And the second free throw won't go either. Wilkin with the board. Now Van Buren will look to go the other direction as Durlian tries to fight off Brickner. And Brickner can end up picking the reaching foul. Yeah, they, they needed to call that foul at some point. I mean, the contact was pretty heavy literally from the moment Durlian got the ball. Back to Durliant in the backcourt. Show now recross half court for Van Buren as I think she might have gotten away with a bit of a double dribble there. Very if, much so. Even if it was accidental. Down inside, Hudock's runner won't go. Woken the rebound and put up and in by the freshman. Cuts it back to a 12 point game with 205 left. Wow. So now Woken going to pick up another foul as she was trying to play a little defense in front of Birkner. That's now going to be her fourth. I mean, they've been letting them play most of the game, and this is now the third blocking foul that Wilkin has gotten in this quarter alone. I mean, it's this is where I have a little bit of an issue with the new rule and the new philosophy with fouls here at the OHSAs. At the end of the day, you've let Wilkin and both these teams play aggressively for three quarters and about a minute or so into the fourth quarter. You can't about face at this point start calling them heavy because now Wilkin has to completely change her game three quarters of the way through the game and that's just that's that's unfair to both teams to do that. Brickner splits the pair at the line. Bishop though was able to get the rebound but unable to score on the putback. Now Van Buren will go in transition. Wilkin unable to get that one to drop in her favor. Ripped though away and throws it up that time too strong as she fights for another rebound and now that's gonna be a fifth foul. Yep. And that should do it for Wilkins tonight, I do believe. And yes, it will. So she'll finish her night with 13 points after picking up a couple fouls here in the last few minutes. Yeah, Wilkins not happy about it either. And hard to blame her on that one. But a good night for the freshman. I mean, 13 points, very aggressive in the paint. Just the, the foul calls became a little over the top here in the fourth quarter. I mean, my goodness, four fouls in one quarter alone for Wilkin. Let's see, they're off the mark for Anna Daniel on the Hopewell side as we're down to 149 
left to go in this one, 46 to 33. Currently your score, Hopewell out in Leeds. Yeah, really at this stage, minute 49 to go in the game, a 13 point deficit, now 14 point deficit. Probably a little bit of a bridge too far for Van Buren as we're gonna have a timeout here from Coach Tabler. 147 left to go in this one, 47-33. Your score is, again, we'll have the timeout taken. It'll be a timeout brought to you by Warner Economy Corner, located at the corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for deals on wheels. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFOB and WBVI is starting to enter the latter stages of this one. Matt, and, you know, just a game that, if nothing else, just being a little healthier, even though you have some struggles on your own side, if you're hopeful out, and just was a game they were able to pull away as this uh, as this one progressed. Uh, yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's because Van Buren may be without their best player in Fruth, and some of their other top-tier players with Bowman and Pawn out of the game tonight for injuries. I know Brooklyn Wilkin definitely has been the star this season, but make no mistake, if Zoe Fruth was on the floor tonight, she'd be the number one offensive weapon, Wilkin would be the number two, and you'd have a really good dynamic there. Whereas for Hope Allowed, they, they still have Carly Kaufman. They still have the performance they're getting from Sydney Brickner tonight. It's just, it's been really a little too much for a absolutely injury-ravaged rav Van Buren team to overcome. Honestly, I kind of feel a little bad for them. Like, just to be honest, I mean, you can see where there's a lot of talent on this Van Buren squad. Just, my goodness, the injuries have just taken such a toll on this team. Ready to go following the timeout. Durlian trying to drive the lane, gets down into the corner. The three will come up short that time as the rebounding now, hopefully, allowed in the other way. So now Van Buren will foul with 133 left. Now trying to figure out who number 22 is. I believe 22 is Lydia Pond, so another Pond now out there for Van Buren. Well, there we go. Puts Brickner at the line once again. First free throw up and good. Now she has 20 points on the game. Very impressive performance from Sydney Brickner tonight. Really just an impressive, impressive display. Free throw coming for Sydney Brickner, and that one will be up and good as well. Makes it 49 to 33 with 133 left to go. Certain level of confidence there, pulling everyone back to play half court defense on the rebound. Step back three, up and good for Jordan Patton as that'll cut into the deficit once again as we're down to 120 left to go. As Van Buren will try the foul, but Hopewell Loudon has other ideas as they get it all the way up ahead to Ariana Bishop, who lays it up and in. Well, really, if you're going to try and keep fouling at this point, if you're Hopewell Loudon, you got to keep the pressure going offensively because you can't you can't play keep away if they're going to foul. Early out from up top. That one won't fall from deep. Kaufman able to bring it in after it was briefly rebounded by Van Buren, but then was able to just steal it away. Bishop wanted to get it up, had to Brickner. Durliad has other plans, and she steals it away again for Van Buren. They'll launch the three, does Fisher, but it's too strong. Kaufman, the board, as we're down now to 45 seconds to go. Yeah, I believe Coach is having them call off the dogs in terms of drawing the foul. As Coach Shooter is, in fact, instructing Bishop to bring it out as Hopewell Loudon will look to try and run off the remainder of this clock as we're down now to 29 seconds left to go. 51 to 36, your score. And should be successful doing so as well. 
good performance tonight from both these teams. Just a lot more in the tank for Hope All Out as opposed to what Van Buren was able to provide. And the adjustments that Hope All Out made throughout the game were really the major, major difference in this one. For Van Buren, it took them a little too long to get out of the rhythm of just working the ball to Wilkin at the top of the key and hoping for the best. And by that point, it had already become a huge deficit. And not much you can do if you let it slide that long. This one will go final, 51 to 36. Will be your final score. Hope well loud and will get the win tonight over Van Buren. We'll go and step aside for a quick timeout and come back and wrap this one up here from Van Buren. You've been listening to high school girls basketball, both WFOB and WBVI. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have a starting pay of $18.04 an hour with a raise to $18.31 after 90 days with a shift differential of $0.25 cents an hour for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork, located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria. Seneca Millwork, part of the Ropey Holding Company family. It's January at Bigby, and that means specials galore during our January promotion. Hurry in for Java, and for special deals like every Monday, a free shot of espresso. Every Tuesday, get $1 off any beverage with a student ID. Thursdays, get $1 off any food item. And don't forget Sunday, it's BOGO time from 2 p.m. to close. Please join in our January promotions and keep the cold out at Bigby Coffee with two locations in Finley on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components. So no matter what mother nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no obligation question today. Back to wrap this one up here from Van Buren. Your final score, Hope Allowed in 51. Van Buren 36, Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you on both WFOB and WBBI for high school girls basketball. Matt, as we were saying, as we were close to wrapping things up, just a game that Hope Allowed and, you know, had a decent lead at the first quarter, then second quarter on really was able to uh, start to uh, start controlling things and uh, control it the rest of the way from there. Well, yeah, and again, at the end of the day, it was really that Hope Allowed made adjustments. They saw that Sidney Brickner had the hot hand, and they rolled with it. They didn't force it into Carly Kaufman. They didn't force it in to Cook or anyone else in the paint. They let Brickner do her thing until Van Buren started to slow it down a little bit, and then at that stage, they were able to work in their more traditional offense. But Van Buren, on the other hand, I mean, they, they kind of got stuck in the a bit of a rut there for about a quarter and a half of, get the ball, dribble a little bit along the perimeter, try and force it into Wilkin, have the ball get tipped away, becomes a turnover, Hope Allowed and scores on a different position. It's, it, it was a little bit of a, I don't want to say bad coaching or anything like that, because it really was. It's just kind of what Van Buren has to do because of all their injuries. And 
if you can key on it, you can shut it down early. They don't really have much of a rebuttal or a counter to that at this stage. When you combine that with Durliak getting into foul trouble, didn't play chunks of that first half, combine it with the injuries of Riley Pond, Cammie Bowman, and Zoe Fruth all being unavailable due to injury today. I mean, those were all key cogs of the machine last season. So when you're without that many uh, top players, along with one of your top players in foul trouble, it goes to try and see what they can get offensively. And at a certain point, Coach Suter on the Hopewell side knew that that was what they were going to do and was able to, you know, have the other move in the chess match. Oh, sure. And that's, uh, and again, that's why it's like, it's not bad coaching. I know some people want to be like, oh, it was just poor decisions by the coach or poor offensive strategy. It really wasn't. He, This is the hand he was dealt tonight. I mean, he didn't really have much else that he could go with. However, Jordan Patton certainly, you know, that's a moment. She, she had a very nice night having nine point, I believe nine points in her own right by the time the night was over and had some good looks from beyond the arc. It's certainly something that if I'm Van Buren, I want to build on that as the season continues, especially since she also is a freshman. So between her and Wilkin, you may be starting to see the foundation of what this team's going to look like going forward for the next few years. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the injuries are really a driving factor for this Van Buren team. I mean, being without Bowman and Pond, and we already knew that they were without Fruth for a majority of the season, if not the entirety of the season at this stage, it's that, that is already a tough, tough hill to climb. You factor in a good defense and a well-organized team like Hopewell Loud, and it, it can just become insurmountable. And you know, again, hats off to Hopewell Loud. They did a really good job tonight adjusting in the moment and letting the hot hand dictate what they wanted to do. And for Van Buren, definitely some things that you can like. I love that they didn't quit. They were after it till the very end. Just when you only have one card to play, I, I think back, uh, you and I were talking about a week or so ago, a couple weeks back, talking about that uh, old Orlando Magic team with Dwight Howard that went to the NBA Finals <laughs> that uh, lived by the three through the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. And then subsequently died by the three once they got to the Lakers in the finals. I mean, there's more reasons than that, but... They died by the three. That's all that matters. The point I'm getting at is... Who'd they oh, beat in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like we're, we're not talking about that. You part. brought it up! I was talking about the Magic. I was not talking about McCleveland Cavaliers losing to the Orlando Magic in six games for that one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Point being, when you're faced in a situation where you really only have one offensive option that you know is going to work, that you know has been effective throughout the season, it makes you a little complacent. So if I want to see anything from Van Buren going forward, would love to see them make some adjustments, maybe focus a little bit more on Patton, maybe focus a little bit more on Durley at an attacking from the perimeter, cutting in, slashing, and getting some give-and-goes. That low high that we saw I thought was phenomenal. I'd love to see more of that as the season goes on. So a lot of good things to take away from this tonight for Van Buren, a lot more good things to take away from it for Hopewell Loudon. But at the end of the day, both these teams still growing, still developing. There's still a decent chunk of basketball left before you get to postseason play. And I do think both these teams will figure it out by then. I really do. Thank you for listening to High School Girls Basketball here on both WFOB and WBVI. A big thank you, as always, to our producer for tonight, Trayvon Hastings, back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course. He does the Lord's work each and every night. A God-fearing Heidelberg University current student alumnus in the near future but and he does a great job every
We're very, very fortunate to have him. And also a thank you to uh, your friend of me, Dan Hartzell, the Van Buren AD, for also allowing us to come here today. Another quality Heidelberg University alumnus and former staff member there. It's, you, you know, nothing but quality comes from the Heidelberg community, and it just it shows time and time again. That's all I'm going to say about the Heidelberg community. No, in all sincerity, Dan Hartzell does a wonderful job here at Van Buren. He's really helped build these programs up and really can't ask for a better dynamic between athletic director and station like we have with him because he's worked with us in the past. He's done stuff with the station in the past, so he knows what goes into it. He he does a good job taking care of us. Everyone here at Van Buren does a great job taking care of us. So you didn't leave me the opening I wanted because I thought you were going to end it with just what you, when you said you were going to, and then I was going to be like, yeah, all those decorated alumni from Heidelberg and then you. Well, I'm the most decorated of them all, sir. Sure, let's uh, let's go with that. I, 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 well, I mean, you know what? Now my feelings are hurt. Just close the show. <laughs> for my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Morris. Signing off for, from Van Buren. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school girls basketball here today. Hope all out in your winner, a 51-36 to final. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. That's right. Time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Ironworkers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork. And by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.